You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. There's something I want to address to our church today, and that's so very important from Isaiah 30. It's an unusual text for an anniversary service, but I think it's an important text. North Valley Baptist Church has always been an oasis. Sometimes people drive up here and say, just drive on the property, I, I feel so encouraged. They walk in the building, they feel encouraged. And, and I do all the time. It's been an oasis, it's been a lighthouse, uh, beaming the gospel. It's been a rescue station for all sorts of individuals. People that are battling drugs and drink and divorce and immorality and bankruptcy and depression. Uh, And and people just trying to figure out how do I go to heaven? I'm so thankful for what you folks have done. I'm thankful in addition, it's been a sending station. We have sent so many of our graduates out of this high school and out of our college uh, around the globe. Our college alone has sent a thousand around the globe to serve God in churches and in mission stations. Our Christian school, over 600 some graduates, just our members, we don't have room. We're getting calls every day. We'll pay whatever we want. We want our kids. I just don't have room for you. But all those graduates, nearly 200 in full-time service out of the Christian school. Seeing those little sweet girls, and they were just a remnant of what could have been up here singing today that's in church this morning. God has been so good to us, to me, to my wife. And you'd have to understand it. I'm not boasting. I stuttered so often in college when I get nervous, I'd stutter. I I could not, I didn't take preaching classes because I knew I could never do that. I'm not trying to walk humbly before, I'm just trying to tell you reality. The only thing I had going for me, I know it is not only my wife, of course, but I knew I loved God. Amen. I do love Him. I failed Him so much in these 48 years, but I, I do know I love Him, and I, I want to love. I do know I love people. We, it takes us normally on Sunday night, Wednesday night. It takes us about without a fellowship. It normally takes us an hour to get out of this auditorium. We like talking to people. We enjoy it, especially you rich people. So we don't talk to very many people very often, but, but, uh, you're, but we just love talking to you, whoever you are. I love, on Sunday night, I love to sit on these steps with the little kids. And I was, I was, I'd say, how many steps can you jump? And Miss Treber came to our class one day, parents, don't let your kids jump off that platform. That's not respectful. I said, oh man, I'm the guy that did that. So I stopped doing that. But, but I just, I love your kids. God's been so good. He's been so good to us. I remember coming here, and we weren't here on opening Sunday, but I gave money to start this church, and five months later, we came. Pastor Rutledge, who's with the Lord, he began it, and we came, and the first week I became pastor, they said, we're selling the building, and I had to meet with the church that owned it on Monday, and said, okay, 
uh, we got to buy this thing. They said, well, a congressman owned it and a church owned it. And it was a long word deal. I, I didn't know how much we were going to make. And of course, we didn't have health insurance and life insurance. And we, we had nothing. And I said to my wife, you work about 60, 70 hours a week. I'll pay you $25 a week. And she did. God's been, I can remember buying chairs. I felt so important that we had brand new chairs in the auditorium. Little things. We look at this chapter, and this chapter shows you that things are going great and they changed in a heartbeat. You know, you're one phone call away from your whole world being turned upside down, and so am I. One of those calls we've had in the last 48 years was on a Sunday afternoon. And we got word our 23-year-old granddaughter, our 23-year-old niece was killed coming home from church on Sunday morning from her dad, grandpa's church. That was so very devastating. I think when our firstborn, Tiffany, and her husband, they'd been on staff for years here, and their five kids, they moved to pastor a church in Southern California. That was, you know, you should be excited. It was like a death. I watched those two U-Haul trucks pull out of town. All of our family, all 14 grandkids, everybody, we're all here serving God together. And when those, I just, Brian, I just wept like a baby. I walked over here on Romans Road on our property, and they left out, and I saw those U-Hauls go and I had prayer with them, and I was real strong for them. Oh, I just, I, I, you'd have to understand how close we, I wailed. I said, God, I'm so, I'm so brokenhearted. I'm losing our kids. I'm thankful they're serving God. And a year later, our son Tim, who would preach here quite often, he'd been with me 12 years on staff. He said, Dad, and he has five kids. And we're going to uh, the Phoenix area, surprised to start a church. Oh, that was, I, I, that's not what my vision was. Hey, Tim, 118 in Phoenix today. How you doing, son? <laughs> Payback time for wounding your dad. And the next 10 days, it's triple digits, 110 or hotter. God bless you. But God's using them. So we don't get to see those 10. We see four that are here. What a blessing to have Tabitha and Brother Panera here and their kids. It just takes a phone call. It just takes an accident in an intersection. It just takes the heart stopping. It just takes a stroke. It just takes the doctor say you have that C word or you have cancer or whatever it might be. And we see it. I've seen it all these 48 years. I, I, I can prove it if you go to the cemeteries around here with me. For probably the first 30 some years, we didn't have elderly people die. Very few. We had younger people die, and they're scattered in these cemeteries around here. Whether I go to baby land, and I see the little babies are laid to rest there, the teenagers laid to rest, or I see the young, the young couple, whatever it might be, the people that are younger that passed away. Everything's going to change in this passage. They had it made, the Israelites. But everything changed in a heartbeat. Your life, your marriage, your home, even your church can change in a heartbeat. What's my message? Stay with God, North Valley. I don't care what happens, stay with God. 
I don't know how hard these, these days of journey of my wife and I is going to be. I don't know what's going to all happen. One of us is going to be left without the other if the Lord carries. One of us will follow the casket. And I'll watch my wife be lowered to the ground or she'll watch me being lowered to the ground. The journey will be over. I know that. I can't imagine life without her. I don't know what the future holds. But I do know that the Bible says that life's not easy. Man that's born of woman, his days are few and full of troubles as sparks fly upward. But I pray that when I get, maybe if I'm up by myself in a rest home one day and nobody comes to see me and I'm toothless and I can't hear, I hope I still love God. Maybe the day comes I can't even get to the house of God. And I can't even physically go to church and I'm in a, a nursing facility, but I still want to be able to pray and love God and pray for the next pastor of this church and what God's doing here. Are all changed in a moment? Look at the condition in chapter 30, verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children. See, they've got, they became rebellious. Their condition, they were rebellious. That take counsel, but not of me. They, they listen to the government. They listen to the authorities. They listen to religious leaders. They listen to this or that, but they don't listen to me, God said. They cover with a covering. They, they try to cover their sin, but not by my spirit that they may add sin to sin. The condition of Israel, they were adding sin to sin. They rebelled against God. We don't want to listen to you, God. We don't want to do it your way. We've got a new way to do church. It's out in the ocean. It's up in the mountains. It's on the ski, ski slope, slopes. We've got a new way to do it. Hey, young people, you're going to have to face that in your life. A new way to do church, a new way, just forget about God. There is no God. There is a God. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. The condition, it goes on, verse 2, <clears throat> that, excuse me, that walk to go down into Egypt. Egypt in the Bible was never a place of safety. The Egyptians were rejectors of God. And when the children of Israel began to go to Egypt, God said they made a big, huge mistake. And they had to wander because of their sin and corruption. And then because of that, God one day is going to allow Egypt when the rapture of the church and we're taken to heaven and the tribulation begins on planet earth, Egypt's going to invade into Israel from the south. Russia is going to invade Ezekiel 38, 39 from the north. China is going to invade from the east. And the countries of the Mediterranean can, will, from the Mediterranean from the west will come and they'll gather to the field called Megiddo and there'll be a world worldwide uh, war there with God, Armageddon. That day is coming. And God is going to use Egypt to judge Israel. But Israel will come out the victor, and Egypt will be defeated. The Bible says, <clears throat> that go down into Egypt, and they've not asked of my mouth <clears throat> to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. They don't talk to me. They talk to Pharaoh, they talk to Egypt, but they're not talking to me. What is it that has you so overburdened today? I'll guarantee it, laying on a couch and talking to some counselor that has no idea what they're saying, it's not gonna help you. Taking some street drug is not gonna be your answer. 
and living a life of all drugged up and some bottles, not your answer. But Jesus, our theme this year is still the answer. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. You can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. Look at verse 3, the condition. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. They said, well, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. They told God, here's what we're going to do. We're going to trust these two cities in Egypt. These two cities were two little cities. And these two little cities never had any renown for strength. They said, God, okay, we're not trusting you. We'll trust Egypt, but we won't tr trust the big cities. We'll just get some little cities. That's, we just need a little bit of help. How we deceive ourselves. In verse 4, he tells you what those cities are. The princes were Zon. You can, Zon, you can look that up online. It's in Egypt. It's a small little city. His ambassadors came from Haines. We have both a letter I, a Haines city, Florida. We don't have a zone. We have a Zor uh, city in this country, but we don't have a zone. But there were just two little, uh, uh, there were just two little cities. And these people never talk, took time to examine the condition. Instead, they trapped themselves. God, I, we, can, we can make it without you. We're going to Egypt. We're not going to get lost in the big city. We'll take two little cities. And those are the two little cities are going to help us. I have watched in these many decades people trap themselves. I watch people get in trouble or a trial, and they strap themselves and trap themselves in every area, financially, marriage, home, family. Some become spiritual, and they say, I've heard this statement, and I don't know what it means. We fall on our face before God. So does that mean your face is in the ground and your feet are up in the out? What is falling on your face? Well, say that's a, Elijah did. Yes, Elijah did. Because Elijah called down fire from heaven in chapter 18 of 1 Kings. And in chapter 19, Jezebel said, I'm going to have your head and you're going to die. And he fell on his face. You said, well, that's a good thing. No, God says, Elijah, it's not crying time. It's not even praying time. It's time to get up. God said to her, get up. Some of you trap yourselves because here's what you do. I have a trial. I pray for me. I pray for my sorrow. I pray for my heartache. I pray for my disappointment. I pray for my discouragement. I pray for my loneliness. I pray the fact I'm not married. I pray for the fact that I don't have children. I pray for all my problems in life. I don't have any money. I don't have this. I don't have, you know, real prayer is not praying a lot for yourself. It's praying for others. But your prayer life, if it's not careful, is all, I'm not saying don't pray for yourself. Largest list, list pages in my life and my prayer journal is Jack Treber. I, gotta be, I have to be right with God. But I don't want the rest of my cha chapters filled. Yes, they're filled with my children, their mates, and our grandkids. Yes, of course, my wife. But there's people in all the remaining page after page after pages after pages that, that, are, that, that, are, that are hurting, that are sick, that are retired, that are lonely, that are poor, that are leaders in this country, political leaders that I'm responsible for, the police, the fire, the, the uh, military people, and I have many names listed there, military people I know around this country. 
I have people that are in conditions that are just, they're, they're, it's time that, yeah, a pastor ought to pray for his people. And the whole thing ought not to be, bless me now, help me now, encourage me now, keep me safe right now, supply my needs right now, give me money right now, give me peace right now, give me hope right now, give me encouragement right now. No, stop praying for yourself and go help somebody on the journey of life. Amen. They went to these two cities. It's time to, really, it's time to, Elijah, it's time, God says it's time to get up and I've got a job for you to do. When you don't have a task to do for God, you're going to lead yourself into discouragement. So, but I'm praying. Stop the praying and doing. I am not advocating law. I wrote, wrote a book on prayer. Wish I could live it all. Focus on others. Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, not me. You get your idea on you. I'm not happy. I think I'm going to quit church. I'm just not happy with it. Get your eyes on souls that are lost and without Jesus Christ. Get your soul on praying for missionaries in the church and tithing. I see the condition. I'm out of time. I see their carnality. In verse number nine, to rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of God, would say to the seers uh, and to the prophets, prophesy smooth things to us. I see there's some consequences. Thirdly, quickly. Verse number 12 says, because one, you've despised the word, this word. Two, you've trusted in oppression. Three, and perverseness. And stayed thereupon. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall. Swelling out a high wall, whose breaking forth coming suddenly and instantly. He says, you know what? You think you're so protected because this high wall, it's going to crash down on you quickly. Because things come suddenly. They come quickly. Verse 15, thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest ye shall be saved. In other words, come back to me. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and, and ye would not. But she said, verse 16, two little letters, but she said what? No. I'll do it my way. I don't need you, God. I can take care of it my way. I'm in control. But you're not in control. North Valley Baptist Church, this church has a great future if the Lord tarries. But the future is rooted and founded in Jesus Christ. Amen. And if we take anything away from Christ, we announce it's doom. The next generation, we don't have children in here today, but we do have some high schoolers from the bus and from the car crowd, the ABC, not the D division, they're over there. Your only hope is to keep this church dependent upon God. Just dependent upon God. That's why it scares me getting out of debt. A preacher said years ago, he's been with the Lord 40 some years. I recall him saying, I'm gonna keep my church in debt. And the reason is when you're in debt, you have to depend upon God. When you get out of debt, people begin to argue, complain, and they want to do this and do this and do this. Under my watch, I'm going to still bring things to you. Here's what's next. But through it all, we're going to trust God. We're going to believe in God. We're going to still pass Bibles 100,000 a year to this city and to these surrounding cities. We're going to pass 
uh, hundreds of thousands of gospel tracts. We're going to run all 28, 29 buses. We're going to keep worldwide missions 24 hours a day. The sun never stops, uh, never rests on this ministry. It's always up somewhere. You know, the radio here is 24-7, 365, beaming the gospel all the time. Missionaries are taking the gospel all the time. Do you realize that, that, that this church has had a dependence upon God? Let's keep dependent on them. i tell you why. Jesus never fails. Oh, no need to doubt him now. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. I've been quick. I, don't, I did not develop it all I want to, but I think you get the idea. North Valley, stay with God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.